Strachan and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. And Cooper puts it in with his legs. Well, suddenly it's become a rout. Of course, when things are going wrong against you, you don't get the breaks of the ball. Cooper in with Stewart. He didn't really know where the ball was, but he got the break. And as you say, it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time. Knowing that really, all you've got to do is crack it into the back of the net. Hello and welcome to the Here We Go podcast. I'm back in the chair tonight. Joining me as ever are the two Martins, uh, collectively as one. How are you both doing? Yeah, that's not going to really make for good radio, is it? Um, so Martin Ingram, how, how are you? <laughs> it's great that your first podcast back and you've already homogenised us into a sing- singular Martin type glob. No, I'm good. Good stuff. And Martin Clunes, did you enjoy uh, just to, you know getting rid of me for the last couple of weeks? Fuck, it's been really good. You know, like I like I said last week. Um, unfortunately, Dad's back to kind of to spoil our fun now. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I didn't listen to the two weeks that I was not on because I I just don't listen to podcasts. So because you know, who would what a phenomenal waste of everyone's time they are. Uh, you're, but you're but, just the ideal man for this kind of platform. Absolutely, uh, but I'm sure it was our best efforts yet. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, you've got me again this week, and um, well. We're going to look back to Sterling, never mind the quality, feel the win. We'll talk about a day of um, one confirmed transfer and a couple of other moves which appear to be crystallising. And then look ahead to what's going to be an important week, both on the European and domestic fronts. Uh, Hecken, first of all, on Thursday night. And then our new Paisley overlord, St Mirren, on Sunday in the league. Uh, So, first... Going back to Friday night and um, the hopes of a nice, uh, comfortable evening, um, maybe similar to the one we had last year at Anfield, where, not Anfield, they left that ground about 30 years ago, which shows how on the ball I am, at Fourth Bank. Um, Didn't really come to fruition, Martin Ingram. It was, from minute one, really a struggle, but we shouldn't really have been surprised. Sterling have been on an excellent run of form. Obviously, they had that headline-grabbing result against St Johnston earlier in the season. Any comparisons to last season, last season's match were really, were really null and void. This was always going to be a bit of a battle. Yeah, and I think it's always something with a team. It, it doesn't often matter. And again, we'll we'll get it out. I'll get I'll get it out of the road. Mention the Darvel situation, but you know, you, you you can play playing a team that's a couple of levels below you in the tier structure, but there's there's, there is something for a team that's in form, and, and, and Sterling is clearly a side that's had a lot of recent success, a really good League Cup performance up to, and, and really including the game against ourselves. I actually, uh, I'll correct myself, because I thought they'd actually topped their League Cup group, but I think they, I think they actually just finished second. I think they finished a point out of, of, of winning the group. But again, for a team that's playing in League, League, League One, that's a... You know, a, a tremendous success for them to even get to the last 16. I think it's the first time that they've actually managed to do that in the, the current League Cup format. Um, but I like the fact that we took the game seriously. I, I, I'm actually in the camp of play your strongest team, especially given the fact that, you know, we're not, we're not into the kind of Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday uh, grind yet in that regard. So I think this was seen by Barry Robson and the management team is effectively another opportunity to get your best 11 together, give them game time. And, you know, obviously the important thing was to get through this game. But again, there's, there's no, there's no question that the, the more competitive fixtures they were able to get with a settled side with, with hacking in, in, in mind for this Thursday night, I, th- I think that's, you know, done them a, a lot of good. So yeah, a difficult, a difficult, Opponent, I actually um, go, go, going going by. I, I wasn't at the game, but going from the 
the coverage that I was able to, to, to glean. I think actually Aberdeen acquitted themselves pretty well in the first half. And okay, there was a, there was a bit of a grind. I think it's definitely posed a few question marks more in relation to how we're coping defensively. I'm thinking back to the first goal we lost against Celtic from a set piece. And again, there was a few times, I mean, you know, including their goal themselves, where we, we seem to be really struggling with free kicks and, 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 and corners. And again, you know, that, that has to be a bit worrying in terms of what that might what that might mean for us um, against better quality opposition. But yeah, I mean, it's never an Aberdeen game without giving yourself a massive panic with 10, 15 minutes to go. But we, we ground it out. We, we, we got we got through it and we've managed to get through to the last eight, which was even more important given uh, a certain result that happened the, fo- the following day. And I think every team left in the competition is probably looking at this now and thinking this is a real opportunity. Yeah, unquestionably, uh, Martin Clunas, it's, uh, it's cup football. It's all about the victory. Or do you subscribe to a different view? No, it's all about getting through and... You know, it's it's. I know it's the laziest thing to say about football, but it just no nobody nobody cares how you play. You know, I don't care that the hundred twenty minutes of the twenty fourteen League Cup final were absolutely atrocious. I don't give a shit because we won. Um, so, if you no, know, I understand why you no you want to play no you would like be nice to play well, be nice to play this no wonderful football no no sweep Sterling Albion off the pitch and beat them five 0 yeah that'd be great, but you know. They're they're do, they're doing they're doing well for their level at the moment. Tough te- tough team, tough place to go. Just get you know, early in the season. You know, we've only played a few games. Get the result and get out of there. Some no, I'm, I'm no the panic button is nowhere near being mashed yet. I'll be interesting to find out how many people are actually listening to this podcast because I'm going to pose a question. I think. Uh, a number, a number of dandies like me will have done the the diligent thing after we won the 2014 League Cup and and bought the Park Red DVD. If there's if there's anyone out there who wants to own up to the fact that they've gone back and rewatched the entire 120 minutes plus penalties on on the Park Red DVD, I would I would love to know because I'm definitely not amongst them. No, and speaking of of that run, Barry Robson actually referenced it afterwards, talking about the. Uh... The first match in that uh, in that competition against Alloa, which was um, a pr- pretty terrible performance, um, early season, and I think every Aberdeen fan in that stadium that night, and there was only about four and a half thousand of us when it went to penalty kicks, given at that point our recent record um, when it came to that, and of course the recent record of um, cup shocks under Calderwood and, and Craig Brown before. I don't think there was a single Aberdeen fan would have thought we were getting through that night, but we did. We emerged through it, and I don't suppose people really give it too much of a thought how how um, docile we were that evening when we went up to lift the cup. And I think equally, if we if we uh, get to the business stages of this tournament, you know, people aren't going to remember the fact that the last half hour against Sterling was uh, a pretty uncomfortable, uh, pretty uncomfortable watch, Martin Clunas. No, we've seen we've seen it in the past, and you're right to refer to that. No, for that run, and Barry Robson is right to refer to that run. You know, it just um, it's it's early it's early stages of the tournament. Like I just like I just said, no, we've we've only played a couple of games. Um, still, you no, know, still plenty of plenty of football to, be, to play this season. Um, and with no, I know we're going to come come to some signings coming as well. We have also brought in quite a few signings as well. Um, and so you need these these guys need time to. To mesh together, you know, the sooner the better, uh, obviously. But you know, as long as you know, okay, we're not picking up the results in the league. You know, we've had a draw and a defeat. But in terms of the cup, when you're, you know, these potential banana skins, you know, in big quotation marks, you know, um, if you're you're getting past them. We're not having this early season jitter like we did against um, Wraith Rovers a couple of seasons ago. Um, that's not happening. No, with no, no mistakes. Um, like Martin mentions there, I'm the same as him. Big fan. You know, you play your best. You play as as close to your best eleven as you can, uh, and get through the t- get through the tie. Um, you don't take any don't take any silly chances. Um, and we did that. So um, uh, no, uh, no worries from me. I'm doing my best to try and, and elicit some negativity out of you, Martin. But it doesn't appear to be working because um, yeah, I mean, I th- I would think it's fair to say that um, it's. 
it's certainly not been a barnstorming start to the season and uh, potentially that albeit it was a changed Celtic team but potentially the, the sort of positivity after that performance against Celtic obviously I was I wasn't able to see that match I've only seen the highlights and I have to say that the um, the highlights that are available don't really reflect the, the positivity that appears to have been around for that performance you can try and convince me otherwise um, you know it looked like Celtic had some very good openings in addition to the goals they scored and obviously we had that display at Livingston in the open day of the season now the accepted wisdom is that new signings take a long time to bed in. And, of course, we have got a large number of these. We've lost a good number of people who, not just people who were in on loan last season, but people like uh, Ross McCrory, who's been here for a few years. We lose Ramadani, which I don't think would have been expected. So, yes, there's been a, a large amount of disruption. And I think in terms of building a squad... Barry Robson's already come out and said that's going to take not just this window, but the next window as well. And, you know, if it is this window, I suspect it to go right up to the 31st. Uh, it does, there's definitely a feeling, Martin Ingram, of a side that still needs to prove itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the moment, I think, I think there is a general positivity with the club, but I think that's been less to do with the performances have happened earlier this season, but I think it's more a, um, a benefit of the doubt given the success that the team had in the latter half of last season. I think that's bought Robson and the coaching staff quite a considerable uh, amount of credit. Um, so while the Livingston game was, I mean, that really was a, a disappointing performance, but you know, again, it's the kind of thing, a, ga- a game that we, 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 we really haven't performed well in, but we've come away with something. And, and again, even though we lost to Celtic, um, be, being at the game, and I, I, th- I think Martin and I both had a similar kind of view from that, that we were still quite positive about the way that we, we approached the game and the performance that we put out there and a bit more understanding given, um, I think it was more encouraging to see a team that was at least, you know, on the front foot and pr- producing a lot of opportunities. I don't think with, I think we, we, we all, ex- we all accept that the back three slash back five that we're playing at the moment, that I don't think it's going to look anywhere like that by the time that our recruitment finishes up, be that, be that the end of August or, or long, longer term um, after winter or, or next season. So I think we're, we're still a long way from the finished product in terms of um, how, how that will end up shaping up. Um, having said that, if you're, you know, if you're wanting a bit of negativity, Richard, then, you know, I, I referred back to that result that, that Kilmarnock <laughs> then got on Sunday. And it does kind of show that, you know, while there was a lot of positive positivity amongst a lot of us with regards to how we performed, r- reflecting back on it, I think that's clearly a Celtic team early, early in their season and, and maybe about to go through a bit of a transition period. Then they were, they were frankly potentially there for the taking and you know you could then have a look at well you know if you know and ironically of all people Derek McInnes getting or you know getting back-to-back results against Rangers and Celtic to start the season um so yeah I mean with the benefit of hindsight maybe we should be more critical of that and looking at that as a as an opportunity lost you know to 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 really hit the ground running but um you know we, we we are where we are with that and I think I think the most important thing about the, the, the result last Friday was definitely a result because for for all that we were generally speaking quite happy with the performance in Celtic, we still didn't have a competitive win yet this season. And it's good to it's good to still be in the League Cup. It's good to finally get any kind of win under the belt. Um I think this is gonna potentially start getting into the the, the, the run of fixtures where you really want to start seeing um uh, a, 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 a a bit more evidence of, 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 of the team coming together because, you know, this is, I don't think they're going to be, even even with a lot of the transfer action that's, that's happened earlier today, I don't think we're going to be deviating far away from that starting 11 again for, for Thursday night. And again, you know, we've talked about it before, there is an element of a free hit in that and that we know we're going to be in the group stages after that. But, you know, we really ought to be aspiring to get into the Europa League group stages, it would be a very, very good achievement for us. And for 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 all that uh, Hacking were very, very impressive in the two legs against um, Vilnius, 
they were less than impressive in their previous round uh, against the, the Faroese champions. And uh, they are, strictly speaking, the lower-seeded team in this regard. And I, I you know, um, I'm glad there were some people out there that were still uh, drudging up the, the old TRF turnometer in relation to that, you know. The, the 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 expectation might not necessarily be that we should win, but it's definitely a massive opportunity for us. So, um, you know, that's a team that's had a few games under its belt now, and I'd like I'd like by Thursday night to be seeing a team that can at least go out and you know no worse than keep ourselves in the tie for for for, for next week. Well, one positive definitely has been that after his injury, Boyan Mioski has come back and is scoring goals and looking sharp. It was a neat finish, maybe not the most cleanly hit, uh, but took the ball in well and got the shot away well. Martin Clunas following on from his goal against Celtic. His strike partner, on the other hand, um, is definitely taking some time to get back to the heights of last season. He is. He's, you know, drifting, I suppose, you know, drifting in and out of games. He's, at the moment, he at the moment he looks like he did at the start of last season, um, where you know it would didn't didn't look like we're going to be convinced by him. Um, but I think I think now maybe perhaps he's being he's maybe being mar- you know, marked a little tighter, maybe given a bit more attention. He's going to have to try and be a bit cuter and a bit more clever clever himself to try and you know get himself those opportunities because at the moment um, you know. It looks like you know Clark Clarkson obviously is contributing. Mayowski's contributing. And to be fair, Duke was very Duke was very good for the goal against Celtic. Um, let's not let's not forget about that. Um, you know, it was a, it was a good good bit of you know, good bit of intelligence from him. Good, you know, desire to chase the ball down, but you know he he wasn't great. I don't think he was he was great on um, Friday against Sterling, but it's perhaps. Um, Perhaps just a little bit of rust. He has to click kick off at the start of the season. Um, we don't know. Um, maybe it's the same as it's the same as last year, um, where you know once he hits the ground running, he'll be going. But um, little, yeah, not the not the best start to the season for him. But now that we know what he can do, you know the pressure is going to be on him. Yeah, and this um, this idea of expectation as well. Uh, you know, your side that finished third last season, so automatically the expectations higher. And um, the expectation, notwithstanding what happened in our previous domestic cup outing, was obviously to put in a put in a really solid performance and a more convincing performance at Sterling. But it was e- enough to get the win and enough to move us into the last eight of the cup, um, meaning that we're only two more ties away from reaching the final um, and then hopefully winning the damn thing, because that's what we're all here for. Um, so, today... A fairly familiar SPFL arrival to Pataudry. Jamie McGrath, um, very, very good when he was at St. Mirren, Martin Ingram. Uh, pretty anonymous other than a an expensive scorer of penalties for uh, Yo-Yo Club Dundee United last season. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, this one, isn't it? Because obviously it was a player that Jim Goodwin was interested in, in, in bringing to the club last season, but it, it didn't didn't end up happening. I, I I it came as a surprise to me. I hadn't appreciated that was a player that was still on on the club's radar. But I suppose it'll be viewed as again a a a, a, a low risk, potentially high reward option. Um, I didn't I didn't think he was hugely impressive from the, the, the occasions he was involved with the Dundee United team last season, which, you know, you would probably assume given that he was playing for a team that ended up getting relegated. Um, and yeah, it started out very well. I think I, I checked back, I mean, again, I was looking back in the record at the time, he he, he was the one that provided the assist for the, the, the goal in their 1-0 win at Alkmaar when uh, things looked so much more promising, and, and again, I keep promising myself I've got a couple of Dundee United fans, and 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 for a Christmas present, I I, I mean to get round to getting one of those framed Dundee United one Alkmaar nil prints as a as a as a wee memento of that occasion. Um, and and as you say, I mean we you know prolific enough from the penalty spot, but I don't think that's a a a, a, a massive. Uh, thing that we would be looking for we've got more than enough 
capable penalty takers within the squad right now. So, but I don't know. I mean, do 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 we know the background in relation to that? Because I know you returned to Wigan um, following his loan spell at Dundee United, but w- w- was he actually released? No, or? he wasn't released. He basically negotiated his uh, his free contract okay. because they weren't paid regularly last season. So. Um, you know, in that scenario, obviously there's a couple of things. The player must know that there's solid interest in him. And, you know, beyond us, I think Hearts were certainly quoted as an interest. I, you know, my concern here, this is feels... When we signed David Bates, I described it as losing the David Bates lottery because I knew that one of either us, Hearts or Hibs, would pick him up and that he would probably be underwhelming. I kind of get the same feel here <laughs> without wishing to write him off <laughs> initially. I kind of feel he's one of these guys who definitely all three teams would have like picked up as a squad option if nothing else but you know maybe just won't fit for whatever reason um i hope is, is that I'm, how I hope you I'm see completely wrong of course is, is that how you see it though richard i think that's going to be most because I, I i would probably go along with that i i see him more as i think it's that kind of guy he's, he's a player who's available he 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 brings a different dimension so if we are you know one of the things we've been really critical about beforehand with byron robson is He's got a set, you know, player starting 11, player starting formation. If it doesn't work, just try and do it more. I think McGrath might genuinely bring a, a kind of change of change of pace and a, diff- and a different attributes in relation to that. I, I don't think we really have anyone in the squad who you'd genuinely classify as a, a kind of attacking midfielder, someone that could play behind the two strikers and be yeah, a creative It's as close to a number 10 as we've got in the squad, but yeah. he's not a number 10, I don't think. He, he's kind of more of an eight. Um, and on that front, he's... You'd probably have to play some well above Dante Pulvira. I mean, it, again, it depends on the version we get. Um, and it depends on how he's utilised. And signing a new player depends on 101 things. Um, some of which are controllable, some, some of which aren't controllable. You know, about how the player settles, about how the player feels in his new surroundings. Um, some of these are, are can be entirely random. It can just click and a player can get off on the right foot and really make a big contribution. Um do you see him as a as a straightforward ten? Or I mean, he he tended to drift wide quite a lot, but it's moving play the channels quite a bit. I thought. I mean, that that's what I'm a bit more concerned about because again, as as someone that would come in and play in that attacking midfield, then I think I think a lot of people are effectively assuming he's going to come in for for Polvara and and play in front of him. But it would be a slightly it would be a bit of a change up in relation to how we're currently playing with our midfield because again, we don't we don't really play anyone as a. Uh, an attacking midfielder slash creative player in relation to that, and then as you say, my 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 memory is going backwards as if him at St Mirren playing on the wing, and that's that's definitely not a position that we needed with with with, with, with the, you know the way that we are we are currently playing. So um, fine if he's going to be again maybe maybe against um, some of the some of the teams maybe some of the weaker teams we might be playing in in going right back to that Livingston game where you might you know rather than having a, a solid midfield three you might want in addition to Clarkson to have a more creative player further up the park who can thread a ball and, and maybe create something against teams that are going to be stuffy and 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 and, and trying trying to kind of you know um, narrow the space on us but um, yeah I. I get, I get the feeling that if you were being signed to be in the starting eleven, then it would involve a relative, either either a, a tweak or a quite a significant change in the way we're playing, which I don't really see happening. So I, I get the feeling it's been signed more as a squad player, maybe playing in front of Polvara right now if, if they if they think that um, he 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 would be a better player. But I, again, I get the impression that once once our transfer business is done. I think he's going to be an option off the bench rather than someone who Barry Robson sees as one of his best 11, but time will tell. It's also for me, uh, there is a question mark about Clarkson, not in terms of his ability, but in terms of how he's utilised. And I think um, Robson spoke last season about playing him deeper so that he can see the game in front of him, influence it. And there's no question that his ability to thread through balls, usually to and Miofsky, is match changing, but we need to be able to use him in the opposition half. And sometimes, particularly away from home, we don't have enough control of the ball far enough up the pitch to allow him to do that. I don't think he's this kind of deep lying quarterback who's really going to, you know, spray it long, spray it wide to the to the wings. He's 
he's capable of doing that occasionally. Of course he is, because of the talent he has. But I think he is more... He's like a... He is like a ten without the the sort of net the quick feet necessarily of a ten. I, I understand what Robson's trying to do, but but I do think away from home in particular, his effectiveness can be blunted just for the very fact of where he's seeing the ball most often on the pitch. I, I don't know if you've got anything to say to that, Martin Ingram. Yeah, I, th- I think it's 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 going to be interesting to see what what none of us really know is what. Robson's long-term plan is for how he sees that 11 once he gets all of his recruitment done and I think that will then it will see a lot more once we once we look at all of the options he has available to him you know with his and I know he was I know he's saying it might not necessarily be done after this particular window but I think by the close of this window we're going to get a pretty good idea of of of, of how that's going, going to set up but um yeah I I kind of have a concern that I, I I get the, the comments with regards to Leighton Clarkson. He's someone I actually think we looked a lot better when we did play Leighton a, a bit further back so that he's getting on the ball and is, you know, be, beginning to be the, the creator of things. But I think if you're going to have a team where you had maybe Clarkson playing that, maybe that pivot role or quarterback role, and then you had McGrath playing further up as, and, and, and creating, I think that that's the kind of thing that, that, that could well work in certain situations. But... It, you're then asking an awful lot of Graham Shinney in the middle, and, and you know, to because you're effectively you're asking him to do a whole lot of leg work around about the ground. And I think this has always been the risk is that the more the more kind of genuine talent that you're putting in in in, in the team to try and break other teams down, it, conversely, the more likely you are to get overrun by a very very um, business like midfield, shall we say, if we're going to be generous. Um, you know, so you could find yourself against certain opposition where you're getting kind of, you know, hacked out of the game. And 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 the other again, if you're looking for more negativity, Richard, the other thing that a few people have uh, opined about Graham Shinney is is he starting to show his age a little bit? He has appeared slightly more leggy than maybe what he has in previous seasons. Might be reading too much into that again. It may just be again we're we're, we're coming coming back from pre-season and it may just be that everybody's not quite got their full match fitness legs under them as well but yeah it's it's always going to be a delicate balance getting getting that right but yeah again he's really the only one there with that role right now because Polvara certainly isn't a a ball winner or or a sitter unlike Ramadani you know Ramadani and Chini shared those duties Um, you know I think in this league, generally speaking, you're going to need at least two players in there to to do the spade work and do the legwork and allow a Clarkson to flourish. Um, and again, that's maybe another concern on McGrath. Is he, does he strike you as that kind of player, Martin Clunas, that's going to put in the hard yards to enable you to succeed in the heart of a Scottish Premier League midfield? If he is going to play wide, you're playing at the wing back, which just doesn't seem like his position at all. So, you know, does he does he bring the mentality to really succeed? I, you know, I think you need to succeed. Maybe you don't believe that you need that to to really flourish in a midfield role in the SBL, FL, SBFL. It's only been ten years, mate. Get it right. <laughs> um, I, I don't think we'll see him. I, mean, I don't think we'll see him at wide at all. I mean, I think he was doing that for St Mirren probably because he was the best that they had um, in, in that role. I mean. I don't think that he's going to be that kind of, you know, dare say, that creative player. Like you speak about a 10 there. I mean, the thing is we've got is that Shinny seems to do a bit of, already is, seems to be doing a bit of everything. Um, and I, you know, I think he needs, you know, Martin's right to say that, you know, he's looked at, he has looked a bit leggy because Paul, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to use the term box to box because that's not right, but Paul Vara wasn't, doesn't do that. Clarkson was obviously a little bit further forward, um, whereas I think he is. I think he's slightly better in a you know in a you know, played further back in the pitch. Whether not necessarily the kind of quarterback position, but I know exactly what you both mean when you say that. Um, and I think we get the best of him when he is picking out those those long passes. Um, so I, I I don't know what what the, what is the 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 best way for us to get you know maximum out of McGrath um, and. Uh, that's why I, I fully agree with agree when you say that he's probably going to be. I think he'll be a he'll be a squad player once the, once the window closes and we've got all the bodies in. But 
you know, we've been wide about him on this podcast before, and you no, know, mainly because you no, know, mainly because let's be honest, like jilted ex boyfriends or something, you know. <laughs> We wanted it. We, no, he was going to come, and then he no. We wanted him, and then he didn't come, and so we're being no. We were being dicks about him, and you know, particularly you know, I've said before, but we don't need a penalty taker, so why would we be signing them? Um, but look, for being honest, there is ability there. He was by far the, probably the best player in that horrific Dundee United team last season, um, which I know isn't saying much, um, but there is there is clearly ability there. How we harness that best, I'm not too sure what how how that would how that would work um it means you know i mean it, it would mean paul vara dropping out um i think there's absolutely zero zero chance that shitty's going out and there's even i think there's even less chance that uh, clarkson's dropping out as well so um it's a case of you no know, does it no robson has to find a way to to perhaps rotate them whether it's you know one one sits and one goes forward and then they switch um, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm interested to see what they get from him because you know there's been a fairly negative reaction to, from from some of the sections today about the signing. Um, and I think, like I said, I think it is because you know how dare he do that to us before. Um, but you know, looking forward to seeing what he can, what he can bring because, like I say, there's a, there's a, there's ability there. Um, whether he whether he gets to start, I'm not too sure. Um, He'll have to maybe work his way work his way to the team, but there's lots of games coming up, so he's going to have he will have plenty of opportunities. Yeah, I mean, there's not been too many other midfielders linked right now. Again, I I, I admire your optimism, Martin, and thinking there'll be better business. That means that uh, Jimmy McCarthy becomes a bench option. Um, you know, I think I believe he definitely gets in ahead of uh, Paul but uh, maybe the manager will have a different view on that. He's certainly been speaking very highly of Dante um, in the start of the season. Definitely, I think, Edge is the winner of the Like a New Signing Award. Um, yeah, we'll see. What has been rumoured today are two further uh, signings in the offing, both of them having to go through the uh, visa process right now, uh, bringing the number of different nationalities inside Pitori to 13 or 14, depending on um, who you class as being in the first team squad. He put with League of Nations there. Um, so Richard Z- Jensen, who is a Finnish international defender, left-sided defender. Um, you know, if we were on the ball, we'd obviously go and speak to um, someone who knows Polish football and has been watching Gornik Zabrezi for the last uh, year and a half. Now, we do know someone that should know uh, Polish football, but he apparently doesn't know much about Gornik Zabrezi. Never mind, never mind. Um, but we're not on the ball. So um, I'm just going to say, Martin, that, Clunas, that the obvious thing here is that he's a left-sided centre-back. So I think we know that someone won't be returning to us who was here last year. Uh, yeah, that's that's been. I think that's been conf- no, not necessarily confirmed today, but you know there was there was no Mermans of the paper. Obviously, they've they've had a massive injury crisis, and so he's 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 been in he's been in the squad. And you know, Scales is going to be play probably will be on the bench or playing for them. Um, so little you know what little part of me is kind of relieved. I was getting a bit sick of it. Um, the whole the whole chase on him. And then finding out, you know, whether it's to be believed, it's paper talk. But you know, the the chat that they were wanting upwards of a million quid for him, it's never worth a million quid. You know, just so um, that should have been that should have been at the end of it there and then. To be honest, if they were asking for that kind of money um, for it to, for it to rumble on, and whether it's seriously rumbled on, you know, we don't know. Only only no, only Big Dave and Alan Burrows know the answer to that. Um, if it was a, if it was really seriously, like, you know, continuing. But this guy's coming in. We've got no, we've got him in. Um, no, I'm not even going to pretend I've I've seen him play before, so I'm not going to make any comments on that sort of stuff. Um, but it just it means that no, you would assume it's it's basically it's a like for like. Um, they obviously spoke about different, having different targets. Um, when people don't, when people are no longer available, you have to move on to your next target. Um, and I assume he was, I assume he was the next 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 uh, taxi off the rank. So. Um, good luck to him. So that's uh, incoming number one. Um, incoming, probable incoming number two is um, 
yet again a player that's been linked with Hibs previously. Um, yeah. So, Papi Habib Gouye. It's another striker, Martin. Um, that would mean five strikers in the first team squad. Um, are we expecting departures or what do we think? Yeah, it, it always causes you uh, a, a bit of anxiety when you suddenly start seeing a number of strikers coming in through the door. Um, it, was, it was what I thought when Sockler came in. I thought that I've, I've, I've spoken a few times about how much I, I, I think he, he physically uh, resembles Boyan Mayovsky Boy, uh, and thinking, oh God, that I hope that doesn't mean um, he's been a uh, I deserve a replacement for him, and then again, um, Papa Abi uh, has the feel of a the kind the kind of Duke esque kind of speculative um, interest that we might might be looking at that you know a, a player who you know might not be coming in to start immediately, but you know could could potentially get an opportunity further down the line. I, I the, the the way we set up isn't really built to facilitate four or five strikers but um you know i get i get i guess it's prudent and especially if, again you know credit 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 to the club to the to, to the, the the board of directors they're 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 clearly not shy in investing some money in order to get players into the squad in order to improve things i still hope that we're in a position that even even you know my, my, looking at it positively we could be looking there to get these guys is in as a contingency in case we find ourselves in a situation where we need to lose one or one or one or both of those players. But the noises that have been coming out of the likes of Dave Dave Cormack and Alan Burrows has always been quite consistent that there's no plans they they say for those players to move on. So at the moment we'll we'll we'll, we'll take them at their word and I guess there is there is no harm in speculating on a couple of other players in terms of striking talent. The the more the merrier. And 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 the one thing, although you know, if 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 Barry Robson ever gets so bold as to make more than one substitution in a game, um, it, it is a position that leans more to opportunities to you know, if, even if you're not necessarily starting, say it continues to be Dukemiovski coming forward. The, the changes that Barry Robson does normally play does uh, does normally make tends to be in the attacking end of the field. So if it means if it means giving the likes of Duke, you know, a, a more regular rest after sixty sixty five minutes, or the same with Miovsky, and and those players get thirty thirty five minutes of a run, and then it probably works better than it would at the the other end of the field. Um, if I come back to, I'm, I'm probably more excited in in terms of the. The, the the other perspective side, you know, Richard Richard Jensen, that 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 is uh, a position of need at left centre back. And while I have said beforehand, if 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 the prospect of Liam Scales coming back had had happened, I would have been more than happy for for him to come back. But let's be realistic; it was if it was a case of him being surplus to requirements in Celtic, and we were getting a reasonable deal because. While we'd have been bringing back someone who was part of the starting eleven at the tail end of last season and who did very well in the club, once we brought another couple of better defenders in, by the same token, I would not have been valuing this guy in in the million plus range. And um, if 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 the alternative would have been continue to get pissed around for Celtic for for weeks on end before we get to the end of the transfer window, I am I am more than happy to go the other route by getting in. What looks to be, you know, a, a guy playing top light football in Poland, currently in his international squad with Finland, and you know, looks a, a sizey, sizey, rangey player as well. So more, more than happy with the direction we've gone in that regard. Um, looks, looks on paper to be a, a good player, a good, a good age range, uh, and again, a position that needs. And and at least now we can put that that debate to. To, to bed. The, the only outstanding thing now is that um, Scales definitely isn't coming back, but um, I, I still hold a hold a candle. Uh, I'll, I'll light it every night until the the window closes, in the hope that Matty Pollock can be convinced that warming the bench at Watford or going on loan to some other jobbing Championship club isn't for him. Come back home, mate. 
Um, Gay 14 goals in the Belgian top flight. Um, so three times as good as Lawrence Shankland. Um, <laughs> comfortably. Um, really, Martin, you spoke about Jamie McGrath being the butt of the uh, we don't need a penalty taker. I think it's usually Lawrence Shankland you use that line on, to be fair. Um, Thursday then. Um, playoff Europa League. We've been talking about it for months. It finally comes round on Thursday. Um, as I'm sure you guys discussed uh, over the past couple of weeks, relatively favourable draw given the sides we could have been facing. Um, clearly, we know their history in European competition this season. Um, the upset in Champions League qualifying, because they are, uh, or they were rather, because obviously the Swedish league has a summer season, so they're the 2022 Swedish champions. Uh, I think that's currently second in the table, having just squeaked home at the weekend. Um, so, a, a capable side domestically, a big hiccup in the first European outing this, this time round, a big hiccup when they uh, faced us at Pitodri a couple of years ago and what was um, a very much an underrated victory at the time, I think, and um, probably subsequently tainted by what went down later in Stephen Glass's reign, but uh, a memorable evening for those of us who were able to get there um, two years back. There's the Away from home first leg, we certainly didn't do quite so well away from home in that game two years ago. And um, I sense the mood generally is relatively pessimistic ahead of Thursday, Martin Clunas. Is, um Are people right to be, or is it just our, our typical northeast pessimism coming home to roost? Pessimistic, not in this house, Richard, not in this house. <laughs> uh, like, as we've said before, this is European football, this is what we do. This is what this club does. We don't do that. We don't do bet threads and nonsense like that. Um, groups, bet thread group stages and rubbish like that. So, like, yeah, people are. I think no. I think the fact that they you know they, they they had a really good result in the second leg against Vilnius. So people are a lot. People are seeing that and thinking, we've not been exactly impressive in our three games so far this season. But you know. As you as you say, they've had they've had a couple of hiccups already in their in their European games. Um, so uh, while I'm not expecting us to go over there and I give them an absolute shoe in, um, um, I'm you know I'm, I'm relatively I'm relatively confident that we can go over there and at least get a result of, of some sort. Um, now whether that's a draw or a victory, um, you know I would be I would be I'd be I'd be fine with either. Um, and get them back, get them back to Pretoria, and then deal with that. But um, I can understand why people might be a little bit negative because you look at that and you say, "Oh, they've given, you know, they gave, they gave Vilnius a bit of a doing." But you know, you know, they're, you know, they're they're doing okay in their domestic league at the moment. It's finishing seconds, good, obviously, like you say, champions. But I think we should. I think we've got every right to go over there and be be you know feel a bit positive and feel a bit confident. Well, it was inevitable that uh, Martin Clunas would uh, bring some unfounded positivity to the table, Martin Ingram. What about yourself as the, the voice of relative sanity on the panel tonight? Um, I'm I'm hoping it plays out similarly to the last time that we drew BK Hacking, where I think there was a good bit of uh, trepidation in advance of, of that fixture the last time round, only for us to romp home to a a very comfortable first leg victory, albeit it was at home in the first leg that time round. Um, I, I think, I think generally speaking, there was a lot more positivity around this when Hacking were in the team getting dumped out of the Champions League qualifiers by a team from the Faroes. Uh, maybe less so the team that's absolutely battered Vilnius over two legs. Um, so it'll, we'll, we'll wait and see which of those two teams we go in. But yeah, I think it's always the same trepidation that you have with. With 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 any sides from a team that's already a substantial amount of the way through their season because they're they are match ready they're they've they've got a very very respectable result under their belt now um, from from the last round um, they're you're 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 absolutely right they're they're second in all Svenskin right now and I think only a point or two off the top as well so they're clearly in in stride in good form and it will require a really good performance over two legs in order to be able to get past them um there's no there's no getting around that so 
I think the most important thing from this perspective is don't don't get yourself out of the tie in in the first leg. Get it get it back to Pataudry in in some kind of uh, manner that 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 we could conceivably win from that. So if you go if you go out there and get battered five nil, then you know it's you could basically write it all off. But if we can if we can keep it competitive, if, if we get any kind of positive result, it would obviously be fantastic. But even if it was like a a one a one goal defeat, I think we would probably be happy enough with that, and then and then get them to get them to Pataudry. I am I am sure it will be an absolutely fantastic atmosphere when when we when when we get them back to Aberdeen. So as long as we have something to play for, then then um, I think I know I know a lot of, a lot of managers talk about that, and they say they don't necessarily care if you're if you're you know home home or away, first leg, second leg. I do think, especially now that the way goals don't matter, I think being at home in the second leg is a huge advantage nowadays, um, and especially with the opportunity. You know, so even if it if it goes to extra time with penalties and have it, having that, I think that is a, a potential real advantage. So as long as we don't play ourselves out of it on Thursday, I I, I don't see for all, for all the action at the moment. I mean, again, I, I think it would be a miracle if like Jensen and or or, or Gouye were 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 to get through clearances before before tomorrow night but even then and even with McGrath coming in I, I do not see us changing from the 11 that we've we've played every competitive match so far it'll be a case of putting in the team that that we've consistently put out over the last three weeks and then and then you know put, put out a solid showing and, and just keep ourselves in the tie and then we'll, we'll see where we are come next Thursday. Yeah, I think we recalled the away leg last time. Even with a five-one lead, um, I think they made it got to two 0 and yeah. then had a man sent off um, at two 0 which uh, which turned the tide in our favour, or at least meant we could stop panicking quite so much. It's also memorable for one of the most ridiculous misses I've seen in a professional football field by Funjo Ojo um, as well. So um, yeah, very much looking forward to um, a little. Journey to Gothenburg, pilgrimage to Gothenburg, as it will be for many Dons fans um, this week. And hopefully we can come out of there with a positive result. Uh, Sunday is looking like a very difficult game. It's been a difficult game for Aberdeen for a few years, but St Mirren have started this season very well, Martin Clunas. They have, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's bad enough that you know it tends to be a fairly tricky place to go. Um, you know, at the at the at the best of times, um, but they've, you know, they've they've won, they've won both their games. You know, from from what I've seen, they've, they've been playing, let's say, playing some pretty decent stuff. Um, so it's 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 suppose it's, I suppose it's not ideal, but you know, what do you want? You know, I mean, we can't get we can't play. I suppose we can't ask to play Hibs or St Johnston, who are you no know, the worst teams in the league every week. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's it's going to be I mean, it's going to be tricky. Tricky, obviously. You know, they're they're going to be coming coming back. Uh, but this is what this is what the players you know. Most of these players signed up for, and they want for want to do so. Um, this is why you, this is why we need bodies in the the bodies in the door as well. You know, we've spoken about this already, Richard. Uh, Martin and I spoke about it as well. That you know you need to add in add add in these bodies if you're going to have this Thursday Sunday um, up until the up until the end of the at least till the end of the year um, until we get out of the group, obviously. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be difficult, but um, you know, St. Mirren are playing. They've been playing well. Okay, at the moment six points. Um, they're they're flying at the moment, but um, you know, we just have to we just have to you know, do what we do what we can. Our, our talented players have to show up, um, and hopefully we can get something. But it will be it will be difficult. No, no, no question about that. Uh, Martin Ingram, it's uh, it is the start of the reality that this campaign up to January is going to be, it's going to be relentless, it's going to be Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. It will be, and basically for, you know, a set, a, just about every week from, from this point going going right through to Christmas. So, but exactly what Martin said, this is, this is, this is why you aspire to get to third place in the league and, and get the opportunity to do this. And it is, it is an opportunity um, I, I think we need to be realistic in terms of what we can expect from the team over over the over that period. We we saw that happen with Hearts the previous season, where um, their the 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 points tally in the league probably suffered uh, a reasonable amount during during that period. And I suppose you know 
okay, we 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 came onto a, a hell of a game in the second half of the season, and Hearts did kind of collapse a bit, having having got themselves back in the driver's very comfortably in the driver's seat. They kind of kind of collapsed at the end, but you could probably look back at all that. We didn't we didn't end up being third by a, an enormous amount of points, and you you could if you were a Hearts fan, you may well be pointing back to that period where you were you know competing on two two or three fronts and and say that's maybe well been a difference between retaining third place and not so we need to be very cognizant of that um but having said that i mean a lot will be dictated by how much the the thursday takes out of the players but again i don't i don't see st mirren as paisley as a as a match that robson would necessarily want to be making too many changes to as well they they have proven to be i think maybe 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 with the exception of Kilmarnock's results against Celtic and the Rangers. Um, that aside, maybe you'd probably look at St Mirren out with of the kind of you know the maybe the, the top five clubs that you would expect to be up up and around there. Hib, Hibs notwithstanding, as Martin has rightly pointed out. But outside of those teams, I think you'd probably look at St Mirren as being the, the form team in the league right now and really carried on that 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 really for for them and very successful season last year, finishing top six. And again, I think it's always grating once you get in the top six to be you know there's only five european places so you're kind of left as a team in the short straw so there'll probably be a a bittersweet kind of aspect to that for them but they credit to them they've 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 kicked on from there they've got a very settled team now a a couple of players that we've spoke about on the podcast in 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 bacchus nohara that 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 would have attracted interest not only from ourselves but from other teams, they will they will be they will be a, a, a tough opponent and they'll they'll be definitely a team we need to give the respect they deserve. And that might be as, as good a barometer as we'll get in terms of how, how we're doing this season. Um it's not it's not unsurprising, you know, maybe having a kind of a a, a grinding nil nil at Almond Vale. We've been we've seen those types of performances before it's maybe not unsurprising being competitive but ultimately falling short against Celtic at Pataudry but um, we'll need to put in a performance against St Mirren even if it doesn't come away with the three points you know I would want to expect a, to, a, a good performance and a good showing out of that team and if they if they manage to pull out a result against St Mirren in, in, you know, in between those two hacking games I think that will be a very good indicator that we're in that we're in good stead. All right, let's leave it there. Um, the guys will be back next week to look back on those games, Hacken and St. Mirren. Uh, yeah, your man here is swanning off again. Um, so, uh, so yeah, part-timer. Um, so, until then, my thanks to Martin Clunas. Thank you very much, Richard. No, I was only joking earlier. No, it is actually quite nice to have you back. <laughs> and to Martin Ingram. Yeah, thanks again, Richard. Okay, uh, we'll, some of us will be back next week. Until then, come on you Reds.